This is the Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcasts. Now for your hosts, Matt the Commish and Alex the Mush. Welcome to Inside the GFFL with Matt Miedema and Alex the Mush. Uh, Alex, how are you feeling after last week's loss? The paper bag's on, man. Oh, paper bag is back on. Um, so You can see it there in the podcast, right? Uh, absolutely. The podcast world will definitely see your little paper bag out there. Maybe you can put it in the as a, uh, a cover photo for this uh, yeah. episode. Um, so week one, um, what is there to cover? Man, everything, always a week one, there's something to cover. Waivers did clear last night. We'll get into that a little later in the, in the pod. Oh, um, boy. Let's talk about uh, Thursday night. How would you feel? How would you feel with the Dallas Cowboys Tampa? Anything that really uh, stands out to you that you want to kind of talk about? Um, I believe I'm going to have the one Ezekiel Elliott owner in the room on the call. Just take Aaron Rodgers' advice and just relax. R E L A X. All the Zeke owners in the universe just need to relax. Pretty good run defense there in Tampa. So. Yeah, that, that's just one game. I, I don't think it's indicative of his whole season. Uh, Saquon owners, uh, you can hit the panic button soon if you see another repeat performance because Washington will do you no favors. But that's just the early early top end overview is that um, it's a long, long season to come. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, with the Zeke, uh, Saquon, he should ramp up his activity. So um, we'll probably see a little more of Saquon uh, I'd say in the coming uh, coming weeks for sure. Um, Bucks receivers, the three of them, um, wh- are they ranked properly between going uh, uh, Godwin, Evans, and Brown? Would you reorder them in any sort of way right now? I, I think it's going to be a rotational effect. I think one of those three is going to be sometimes some weeks fantasy irrelevant. Um, or, or not as relevant as you want him to be. Well, let's just leave it at that. Um, I think that's going to be a toughie going forward to kind of see who's the odd man out um, when playing those odds, for sure. Absolutely. Um, here's a little stat I did, I did find out. This is prior to uh, that Thursday night game. Uh, mm. Antonio Brown has played, I think it was nine games. Nine. Um, with Tom Brady, he's averaged 13.5 fantasy football points. That's that's a pretty good stat. Yeah, 30, 13.5 fantasy points per game when he plays with Tom Brady. So, well, good, good for um, him. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. I, I think. Uh, I I think, and I've said this before, and I've talked to a lot of people about. It, I think Antonio Brown's the biggest value of the of those three when you're looking at it right now. I think if we redrafted today. I think Antonio Brown does get bumped up two additional rounds uh, just because people just were overlooking that. But AB looked really good. Mm-hmm. The the Dallas def- or Dallas offense looked really good as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a barn burner. Good game. Uh, so let's, we'll head into Sunday. Um, Detroit backfield. How, wow. would you, how, would you exp- how would you explain that? And I'll give you kind of my take if it's the same as yours. Well... I don't like to sound the, the, my own horn to toot it all that often, but Jamal Williams got fed. DeAndre Swift also did get a little more of the feed, even though he was announced as the backup to Jamal Williams, who was announced somehow as the starter. I'm not sure if that was just a mental mind game that the Detroit coaching staff was trying to play um, on 
their opponents, but it didn't matter. Both guys, they got a lot of targets. And if that's how things are going to go this season, I- I'm one of those folks who are, who would feel very happy about that. But look, we, we have, you know, 10 other teams that we can review uh, as to how they did in week one. We, we, can, we can talk about that if you want. Um, I, to be honest with you, uh, I'll tell you this. I think game script helped DeAndre Swift. I think um, he was missing a lot of practice uh, with his mm-hmm. injury. So I think that's why Jamal got a lot of work. So it's, a, it's right now, to me, it's a 50-50 split with a positive game script uh, going towards DeAndre Swift. He feels like he's the more of that... Um, that back that you would you throw the ball in the backfield and let him kind of kind of get do his own work. He did get score on a 43 yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you would take away that with the touchdown. Uh, his day we are we're not talking about his day as much. Uh, same goes with um, we're not I'm we're bouncing around. Same with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon ripped off a 70 yard touchdown run. You yep. take away that 70 yard touchdown run. We're not talking about a we're talking about mm-hmm. a, a performance that was a 50 50 split with. Uh, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. That's 150. That's a 50-50 split right down the right down the middle. 33 snaps. The piece. committee, correct. Um, I wouldn't panic about Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, if he ever does fumble, <laughs> bar, uh, Bruce Arians does just pull him out of the game, uh, just kind of teach him a lesson. But Bruce does like the kid a lot. He always does give him the first opportunity. Um, they like Leonard as a backup. Um, I would, for sure. I would, I would continue, I would continue rolling out Ronald Jones um, against uh, subpar run defenses teams like Carolina, Atlanta. Atlanta. Those, those teams, I'd still run him out there because um, he has a great chance to going over 100 yards with, with positive game script. Um, so that's my take on Ronald Jones for you, mm-hmm. sir, and for everyone else out there who is in our, who may have Ronald Jones shares. Um, it is difficult. You're going to get some games. We're going to get the, the five points or below or negative 0.6 and you're just like what the hell am i doing but hey what the hell? Uh, that's really that point of it um brandon Ayuk getting uh, zero targets zero catches for a big fat zero um for I a gentleman it's a no call no show uh for a gentleman that was uh he was pretty good last year so um but he did well, play in a lot of relief of debo debo got did get a lot of work um, in that game um, I think for for Andrew Ayuk owners to not panic right now, um, I think it's kind of like a statement for Brandon Ayuk to try to get, get it, light him up. I think that's what Kyle Shanahan's trying to do. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm trying to think of anything really else that happened that um, see a Christian McCaffrey looked like Christian McCaffrey just didn't get in the end zone, but got yep. a shit ton of targets and a shit ton of carries. And welcome back. Um, he's going to get probably a monster amount of t- touches this year compared to most. So, um, hopefully he doesn't break down. If he does break down, um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Carolina because I think Chubba Hubbard is like, you called him Chubba, 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 Chuba, whatever, Chubba Hubba. Um, <laughs> trying to think of anything really else that was kind of irrelevant. Um, Oakland, um, I've, I'm a firm believer. I think uh, what I saw, I saw this. Las stat. Vegas. Las Vegas, sorry. Um, give me one second. You can keep talking. Talk about the game. I'll tell you a little stat I did here. I want to pull I, it. I think that the Las Vegas and Baltimore game, the when Baltimore went to a man coverage in the second half, it was like Derek Carr was reunited or reincarnated as uh, Peyton Manning or, or or insert great quarterback here. Um, it, it, was a, it was apparent that there's going to be issues in that Baltimore secondary that's always been like 
a calling card for them. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a long season and it's going to get even more uh, visually uh, obvious when Tyree Kill and Kansas City just run ramshot of them on Sunday night. That's going to be ugly to watch if they can't figure that out. Yeah, I think I think they're going to figure that out. I think uh, I think Balt- I think it's a one-off Baltimore game. I think with the injuries kind of shell-shocked them a little bit. They had a chance to win that game. They probably should have won that game. Um, something that's very laughable. Um, Dar- Darren Waller had a monster first half. Now, the monster first half, if we exploded it to the entire 17-game season, oh, yeah. he, would ha- he would have 408 targets, hmm. 136 receptions hmm. for 1,836 yards. Hmm. That is monster. I mean, that's just he's just getting a monster, monster, monster target share. Um, he's worth he's worth every single bit of a second round value in fantasy football. He, I mean, if this if this continues through the season, he's getting at least 15, uh, yep. 10 to 15 targets per game average um, and he catches 10 of them. I yep. hope. Yep. Um, he's going to he's going to be a first round. Ta- he's going to be first round pick next year and he's going to join. He's he's going to be right. It's one A and one B right now with Travis, him and Travis Kelsey. Um in my opinion, I think there's there's no one there's no one close there. There, uh, no offense to George Kittle. George Kittle's on a running offense, and he's uh, he's Correct. not a featured he's not a featured weapon. The featured weapon is the running back, which we'll get into in our waiver segment. Yes, um, we will. Absolutely. That's my theory on Darren Waller and Travis Kell. So good on both Pinto and Sean to have that competitive advantage. Let's hopefully they can bounce off of that and use that competitive advantage for them to start winning some games, which they both won their games this week. Yes, they did. We can, we can discuss that. Let, let's start with uh, the, the, the tits uh, with their victory over Harry and the Hendersons. Um, 139, 119, essentially uh, good performances by David Montgomery, who is still a professional football player. Uh, Corey Davis looks every bit as reliable as you would hope in that position. We, we have already lauded Darren Waller to the heavens and above. Um, Harry can certainly hang his hat on the Darren, the, the DeAndre Swift performance. Jonathan Taylor did okay, did get over 100 yards of total offense, so that was nice. Amari Cooper, of course, went obscenely, um, played obscenely well Thursday night, almost 44 points there. Uh, pretty, this just in, Amari Cooper is a professional football player as well. Uh, finishing the week as PPR number one overall. Um, so good for him. Uh, he, he plays football good. Uh, that's as really as much as nice things that, of course, I could say for the moment on Harry. Saquon did not show up, and we were not surprised there. We have been fading him pretty heavily. Tyler Boyd, we would like to have hoped for more. Maybe game script didn't allow for that as much. Only four targets. Robert Tanyan, hopefully that's a Green Bay pariah because Aaron Rodgers as well did not seem like the real Aaron Rodgers um that was a that was really the bust of the weekend in my mind was Aaron Rodgers oh by far the bust of the weekend for sure so that's the tits and Harry um what game did you like um closest game by far um I the the utility of man Austin uh, I want to put it out to you Second highest in points this week. You go against me. Um, when I got the highest amount of points. So, honestly, you played anyone else, you would have won. Yep. Um, everyone was looking down on you, thought you didn't have a squad that's going to be competitive. But, hey, keep it up. 
don't be discouraged. Points will matter in the end because um, you'll need to use you'll need them if you are want to get that sixth spot and you don't have that uh that record at the to most total points of the seven remaining teams gets that sixth spot. So hey, you're getting your, you're getting those points in. So congrats congrats to you um, and your performance of outperforming your uh, your pr projection big time. Yeah, the Debo Samuel bailout to me was huge. Nine for 189, uh, and the touchdown was huge. And I think that was because there was no Ayuk in the in the formula. If there was an Ayuk, I don't think you see such inflated numbers. Oh, of course. I mean, they're playing Detroit, too. I mean, and George Kittle didn't – I mean, he got some of his run, but he didn't get the run that, that Debo got. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's I to really that game, I, it was a very weird, weird game for San Fran and um, Detroit. Um, Really not. We don't have too many fans to really talk about it, so we're not nope. going to even talk about it. But we kind of nope. covered as much as we could with that game because it did have a lot of headlines with it with the backfield. Sure. <clears throat> the other thing that I did see too was the Colts and the the Colts backfield was also a sixty forty split between uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naheem Hines. Mm -hmm. So that's something to monitor going forward. Um, also, it looks like Carson Wentz is going to be the next incarnation of Drew Brees with Checkdown Charlie. I'm going to name him the new check down Charlie. He went, uh, I think it was like a 70% of his targets went to either uh, a running back or a tight end. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Check down Charlie against a defense against the Seattle defense. That's really not good at corner. So um, I, I wouldn't, I, I would be worried if I was a Colts owner Colts fan, because it seems it's going to be a very long season with Mr. Checkdown Charlie, not trying to take any risks. I, I um, believe, as our good friend uh, Dusty Rhodes would say, hard times. It's going to be hard times. You're right. Hard times, Daddy. Um, that's really it for week, week one. Um, let's cover waivers, because waivers did clear yesterday. We just had the, the, Where do the, we hairy, want to the, hairy, the hairy nuke. <laughs> we'll start at the top. Elijah one. Mitchell, $100. Everything that you have. Going all you in bet on the a, farm on a six Live round talent. Um, I, I don't Dynasty, blame. I get it, but no, it's not. It's it's, it's redraft. Let's pump the brakes on that one. I don't know um, if it was worth a hundred dollars, but good for you. You, you. you got it all done in week one. Why not wait all sixteen weeks to figure that one out for sure? Uh, the second one's going to be Mark Ingram uh, for thirty two. I think yeah. that's I think that's another waste if you want to be honest with me. Um, yeah, he's a starter right now, but he's on a really bad team. They had a very good positive game script. Um, because Jacksonville's think, defense can't stop a nosebleed. I think Mark Ingram was number three, number three, like third worst running back in yards after contact mm -hmm. at like negative one point, a negative point one yeah, yards. Not good. Not good um, so that's a, that's a sign for me that once they start playing games against the better teams um, where they don't have a positive game script, that's going to be more of a, a David Johnson, Philip Lindsay show. Um, but Hey, I get it. You're a little desperate at running back. I think that's a, I mean, you have to get a guy that's a starting running back and he's a starting running back. Uh, Christian Kirk for $15. Um, I know Andrew played golf with uh, Christian Kirk. <laughs> um, that's about exactly. is all I really know no. about. Uh, I think that might be the only reason why you made the move, Andrew, but, uh, Hey, good for you. We talked about him, and you Kirk told get me commission on fifteen dollars. I'm confused. I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, maybe three percent. Um, <laughs> Christian Kirk. Uh, 
And you even said it yourself. He is a wide receiver three on that team. Gets third run and. But as he the thing, he, he AJ Green didn't exactly give himself every chance to earn that yeah. wide receiver two in the preseason, and he didn't really show up this week. So I, I guess you can move Kirk ahead of Green in the packing order for Kyler Murray. Uh, but that I would just say relax. Hundred percent. Um, Cole commit eight dollars. Anything after like ten, before ten dollars, I kind of just let it wash. Um, it, it's. 10% of your budget. I mean, mm-hmm. you want the you want the guy, you get the guy. Five dollars for the Browns defense, which you dropped them last week and then you picked them back up this week. Because he is a it. guardian from Believe Land. Yeah. Juwan Johnson for free. Derek Carr for free. Hunter Renfo for free. Tim Patrick uh, for free was the one that I, I was very surprised that no one else put a bid on him. I put a bid on him, but especially because Harry didn't have anything left. I'm like, huh, interesting. Um Tim Patrick is gonna be um probably wide receiver too now in, in denver i agree yeah i i would think he's gonna be right behind um i think handler's just Court more of a gadget Sutton. guy yeah um i think so, this up sutton big time with uh with judy's injury mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think and I, I and i'm not trying to toot my own horn i think the sneaky play for the san francisco backfields jeff wilson well there you um, go two buck chuck for you on that one and you uh, throw and you and you throw him right you throw him right in the ir slot let him sit there and let him figure it out um I think Elijah Mitchell is going to get the opportunity at first. Um, mm-hmm. I think Trey Sermon's going to get some run. Um, but if he's looking frazzled or how they describe it, um, Lost. Non, non-athletic in the line, it's going to be panic button time for Trey Sermon. Um, I like the I actually like the kid more than J.K. Dobbins when he came out of Ohio State. I thought he was a little more shifty than J.K. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously with this offense, he's they say he's running scared, not running with aggression, and that's why they went with Elijah Mitchell over him. Um, but uh, but Trey Sermon's gonna get get some runs. Same with Michael Hasty. I think it's a full blown committee. I think once Jeff Wilson comes back, I think Jeff Wilson will take control of that role towards the end of the season, like he did last uh, like he did last year. Um, that's me personally. I mm-hmm. think uh, prayers for Raheem Mostert. Um, I, I would never wish down, uh, wish down on a, on a, any sort of football player. But um, they did come out. His uh, I think his fiance or his wife came out and said that there were people doing death threats, saying he's made a class and attacking the player's personal family about that. Yes, that. I, I cannot condone whatsoever from anyone to go after someone's family and their job and make in their mental health. Uh, yes, we say jokes to each other about it, but Hey, we keep it to ourselves and don't, don't, don't attack someone else's family. And I think that's correct. That's inappropriate. And so um, I just want to go ahead and apologize for anyone that we may have talked about in a negative manner. Um, I know they're doing their, they're doing their jobs, but this is us as fantasy football uh, professionals correct, to cover and talk about this. But Mostert, um, as prayers up for you, um, hope the best. But uh, not saying that we didn't see this coming, but we saw this coming. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Just my period sentence uh, to the to the to period to the sentence that is week one. Um, if if you told me that uh, of the running backs that were out there, uh, names like uh, David Montgomery, uh, Chris Carson. And like, you know, Kareem Hunt would be in the top 10 for yards after contact per attempt. That, to me, that like screams to the, to the quality of those players. They were not exactly 
well drafted, but they continue to provide value because they are just so so good after contact. Um, they they pr- continue to provide that quality on on, on a week by week basis. Um, I, I think the last big surprise for me, um, in terms of overall value. Um, I think it still comes from that Carolina receiving core, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. And if Terrace Marshall can figure it out, I think if that Carolina defense offense is for real, um, it could make things even more interesting in the NFC South. So we will see. Yeah. Um, I think another thing with Carolina, um, something to monitor mm. is uh, Matt Rule and Eric Bieniemy. Um USC just fired Clay Helton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of those guys are going to get calls from USC to see if they're happy in the NFL. Uh, Eric Bieniemy does have some ties to USC, so I think he's a front runner. But I think I think yep. they have, I think USC is going to have to make a call to Matt Rule and see if he's if he's interested mm-hmm. in that position. Uh, watch out for Joe Brady; he could be an also a very good dark horse for that position. I know we don't cover college, but. Nope. Um, that's kind of my news on the Carolina side when you're talking about it. I think Carolinas can be very dangerous kind of go, once you kind of get them going towards the end of the season or middle of the season. So I wouldn't panic on any of the Carolina receivers right now. Um, I think if anyone to panic on would be Robbie Anderson. Um, even though I know he has a rapport with Sam Darnold, um, but he's going really back just, to New York. Yes. He's really Correct. just that deep threat guy. And, uh, Teddy was the one who helped him out with that, helped him out in the beginning of the season. Then he kind of fell off towards the end of the season with Robbie. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's something that's something I like to monitor 100%. I agree with you on that. Um, week two. Week two. Wow. We're going to the second week already. Uh, we're yes. going to talk about our matchups here. Um, we didn't really put up a matchup of the week. Um, um, let me see here. Hmm. Let's I would say, let's uh, to me, the most intriguing one is oh, is the one between the two uh, sides with both winning records. There's only one matchup this entire weekend, or there's two, actually, if you include Allen. I guess I should include Allen. That would be nice. <laughs> two matchups with two 1-0 teams, tits and team just having fun, which please get a team name, you dummy, um, versus Fletcher Cox and Cobra Kyler. Bravo on those names, gentlemen. Well done. That's that's what that's at least a better step in the right direction than just tits and <laughs> no name. Um, we'll go. We'll go. Me we'll we'll do. Ma- we'll do matchup of the week. Fletcher, yeah, we'll do matchup of the week. Fletcher Cox and Cobra Kai. We usually uh we usually do a poll on it. Um, we'll pull it next week. Uh, right yep. after the Monday night game, we'll put we'll put up uh who should be the matchup of the week, and we'll cover that. And then we'll ask for those teams for statements. Um either to join the podcast or for them to uh, leave record. a message or record a message. Any of you guys can record a message and leave it to us. We'll play it on air and we'll answer your message or we'll just play it for entertainment purposes. Mm. Um, <laughs> like an airing of grievances. So I'll go and start um, with, start with your, with your match between you and the guardians of believe land 50, 50 split the guys and the boys in the desert say it's pretty much going uh, even across. So you're going to start Melvin Gordon pillow fights of the week. Yeah. Um, I, I will give it that because neither of us took a win last week. Um, and Daniel did not exactly have a very solid performance coming out the gate. I think bottom four for overall points or bottom half, at least. Uh, for overall points what's sad is that if i had played anybody in the hogan division last week i would have picked up a win 
So hey. I'll, I'll just grind my own teeth on that one and mash and gnaw all over that. Um, I think my bench could have outscored my starters at some point, but um, uh, in the Savage Division, it will be as as uh, as previously stated by our great icon Randy Savage that the cream will rise to the top, and there's going to be plenty of cream at the top, but at the bottom of that is going to be some beans, and Daniel is the beans of this division. So sorry, beans, you will lose and go to zero and two. Okay. Well, he just went ahead and said he's gonna he's gonna beat Daniel. Um, it's fifty fifty. That's not exactly a bold statement. That's like known facts. Let's just it's, be honest. Yeah, it's fifty fifty across the board. No. Um, between the two, I think uh, Tannehill gets 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 a get right game in Seattle. Um, in my opinion. Um, I hope so. I have AJ Brown. <laughs> But I don't know if it's Sandhill. That's you know exactly the savior of the day for Daniel. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be really what comes down to what what Melvin Gordon does in in Jacksonville is going to decide it for you. And then if who he's going to play at his third wide receiver spot because he's not going to play Tyrell Williams. He does have a glaring need at that position, and he needs to address that immediately. Um, I'm going to go with I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with my co-host here. Just because I want to keep him on the podcast, I'm going to go with Alex over over Daniel here. Um, the next Ooh. game we'll go uh, just do mine. Mine versus Tim. It's week two. Tim's got a team name. He's down by 11 points in projections. Um, make you make the simple and easy. Is Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry, or is Derrick Henry get right? And is Patrick Mahomes going to have a game against Baltimore I think on so. Monday night? I think so. Uh, does Zeke also return to normal Zeke uh, behaviors? Does nope. Joe Mixon some what come back down to earth? And does Devil Singletary get more of a target, uh, more feeding, uh, despite the fact that Buffalo doesn't believe in the running back position? Um, all very good questions there, but uh, th- there's a reason that it ticks a little bit more towards the Matt side. Then the Tim side for this projection, uh, the commissioner proceeds to two and oh. Uh, Bourbon Henders with the Tuality of Man, uh, last game in the Flair Conference. Um, the Tuality of Man. The Tuality of Man did lose uh, Raheem Moster in the uh, in his game. Um, <laughs> Terry McLaurin uh, did get a downgrade because Fitzpatrick um, is out. So Taylor uh, Haney. I uh, hate to say this. Uh, Frank is going to go off to his best start ever in the GFFL at two and zero. Oh my um, god! I think he's going to have. Uh, we're going to have a pretty much. I think the matchup of the week next week when I face uh, Frank next week. But um, wow, we'll kind of we'll get we'll get there when we, we'll get to there when we get there. Um, one game I, at a time. One game at a time. I I personally think he's going to have a issue at wide receiver three with Jacoby Myers. Um, looking at that, I think he needs to try to address that situation. Um, and he does have Trey Sermon, so that could that could benefit for him if he does play better or doesn't get a healthy scratch anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Frank wins this one against Tulane Man, but don't estimate Tulane Man. He was a second second highest points getter last week. Yes, he was. Yes, with he was. two points from Raheem Moster. Think of Raheem Moster has stays healthy, balls in the end zone. Yeah, but he gets he gets twenty points. We're talking, man. We're talking really close. I know. Yep. Crazy. Whoa, crazy, crazy there. Um, next matchup we will discuss uh, involves the one and only Tits uh, and Alan, um, because Alan doesn't have a team name yet. Um, please get a team name. 
all we ask. We're not asking for blood. We just want you to have some amounts of creativity and come up with a team name. That's it. Um, Will Fuller is alive. Um, he is no longer suspended. I guess you could start him over Tyson Williams. I guess you could start Marquez Callaway over Tyson Williams. Um, but I, I would hope that for this matchup, Sean at least sets a full roster this week. That would be cool. Um, wouldn't change too much over on Allen's side. Good lineup there. Probably Fournette's going to get more of the better touches. He may not get more touches, but he'll have better quality in those touches uh, over Ronald Jones. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think the folks in the desert are on point with this one. I think Evans gets rotated back into uh, fantasy relevance against Atlanta. May not be a huge, huge haul, but I think it's a get-right spot against an Atlanta defense that looks Swiss at best. Um, so I, I will give Allen the 2-0 and there, and the tits have a little bit of a sag to him. Yeah, against Atlanta, they played him the last two weeks of the season. Uh, he had nine receptions for 156 yards, uh, no touchdowns in those two games. And he remember he left in the first quarter in the second game. So he did um, indeed, because uh, he did get hurt because he just got the thousand yards. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right on point. I think I think Evans has a little better game than he did have before. I think um, Atlanta really doesn't have any strengths on, on defense right now. Mm-hmm. So. All see. those receivers can be good. Um, I think uh, if any of the receivers that kind of take a, take a downgrade next week, it's just because of, I think the three receivers are just going to be a lot better off. They're going to get wide open. Uh, I think uh, Gronk's, Gronk's going to have a kind of an off game next week. And that's kind of my, my bold, my bold prediction on that. Um, yeah. I think right now, I think uh, t- team Allen is going to go ahead and go to two and uh versus the tits. Um, I think Antonio Gibson's going to have a really good game against the Giants. I think the Giants can't stop the run versus worth a darn. But and no, I think Corey can't. Davis, Corey Davis is going to get the the Bill Belichick treatment. Um, so that that's a slight downgrade. Um, I wouldn't be happy starting him uh, this week, but I understand you have to. I also think Darren Waller is going to get targeted uh, by Devin Bush and their safety Minka Fitzpatrick and they're in double up. So kind of mm-hmm. downgrade pit, uh, downgrade Darren Waller. Um, because I just think Pittsburgh's going to do a really good job trying to stop that, stop that. I agree. Um, we'll go to the last one, the swamp balls versus the even, uh, fly even higher who just spent a hundred dollars on his fame, his Elijah M- Mitchell. And he's not even going to start him. Um, <laughs> He's not even a start. He's not even starting. He's, he's not even starting Saquon Barkley. Fuddling thing about this pickup. You already have potentially three running back twos on your roster, and Mitchell comes in as barely a flex that can't even beat out a Chase Claypool. I mean, I'm sitting here saying, why are you starting Nelson Aguilar? But it's not my team, not my problem. I'm just saying. Hey, Nelson, Nelson is the wide receiver one in New England. I hate to say uh-huh. it. Um, and I told this to Daniel during a during um, Monday night's game. I said, "Who's going to replace Nelson Aguilar as the wide receiver one in the Raiders?" And he says, "It's got to be either Darren Ruggs. Waller. It's got to be well, other than Darren <laughs> Waller, got to be either Ruggs or Edwards. Someone's got to step up." And um, I think they both stepped up to a way. I think Edwards needs to get featured a lot more if they're saying he's more if he's like To out there. Um, if that's what Gruden's saying. Not because I have shares of him, because of the words that comes out of freaking John Gruden's mouth. 
Um, <laughs> and get back to this game. Um, the fly even higher has the cheat code of, of uh, Christian McCaffrey, but he does go against the New Orleans defense, uh, which I know is going to come in trying to stop him as a number one. They mm-hmm. did lose Marshawn Lattimore, so I think that upgrades the receivers a little bit, but they did get Bradley Roby. Uh, Bradley Roby is a, is a darn good corner. Um, right. He sometimes can, can get beat, though. Um, so it's going to be interesting how he, he matches well with this defense. I think upgrade the receiver, receivers for Carolina, but downgrade Christian McCaffrey. But Christian McCaffrey's um, upside and volume is ridiculous. I think there's a get-right game for Calvin Ridley. Even though he's going to be going against Carlton Davis, I think he's going to get back. Get back. Um, I think Matt Ryan's going to try to make an idea for it. I think Amari Cooper, this is where we're going to see a game where Amari Cooper goes back down to earth comes back to with that five point game that everyone fears. And then they just are all upset with why they, why they drafted Mari Cooper. Yeah. Um, he's going, going against my, very uh, tough chargers defense for, for Harry. Um, I'm going to give him my pepper Brooks bold strategy of the week uh, right here. Benching Julio Jones. Um, that that's pretty bold. Uh, I, I'll give him that. Uh, but I don't know if the short week for Sterling Shepard is going to be a better option um, or the, Nelson Aguilar treatment against the Jets is a better option than a, a known pedigreed player as Julio Jones. Just saying. Bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy. Yeah, bold strategy. Um, I know earlier in the week he did start Joe Burrow over over uh, Aaron Rodgers at that point. He was thinking about it, but benching uh, Saquon Barkley, I can't do that. Mm-mm. Not for uh, one uh, week. No, you won't do that? No, I mean, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't bench him. I would, I would have to play Claypool over Aguilar and then put um, Barkley in the flex. Trying to give you a, a meatloaf reference because some people oh. in this in this league love themselves some meatloaf. I just, Not mm. really. Um, anyways, I think Good. if uh, if the flying even higher does bench um, Sa- uh, Saquon, I think uh, the Swamp Balls are going to win this matchup. Just handing it over. Absolutely. And now we get to our matchup of the week. Um, Between the Flexure Cox and the Cobra Kyler. Um, The Cobra Kyler is a three-point favorite. Uh, Darnell Henderson, or whatever his name is. Darrell. Darrell Henderson. Um, He did get featured in the game. He did. um, I do think that um, Sony's going to have a larger role closer towards the uh, middle of the season, but right now it's his backfield and his to lose. Um, he did play very well against that um, Chicago defense. Um, well, thing, another thing about that game too, uh, I know Chicago, Montgomery did run really well and he had, he had a lot of, he had a yes. lot of yards. Um, that LA Rams defense does not look as good as it, as it was in the last two years. No. I think, um, I don't know if I, I don't know who I talked to about this, but I feel like that Rams defense is like they play like a shell, like a cover four shell almost, and they just let you run the ball up the middle. So teams that can have great tight ends and can run the ball are going to destroy them, aka the 49ers. So that's my bold call on that one if they don't fix that defense. Um, anyways, uh, does Dalvin Cook get uh, get a better run at it? Um, here's another stat I did here. Um, last year, the the football the Vikings, team with the, the Vikings, the, okay, the Vikings, yeah, the, the Vikings, they ran a three wide receiver set uh, only like twelve percent of the time, mm. um, and they really ma- they mainly ran a two tight end set uh, majority of the time. In this game, they ran that that three wide receiver set personnel about fifty percent of the time. Um, so that does kind of downgrade. 
um, Dalvin Cook just because of uh, that tight end versus that wide receiver. That tight end's a better better blocker than that wide receiver is most of the time. So, um, statistically, could, yes, accurate. We could see kind of a down a down year for Dalvin Cook if they don't go back to what they're normally used to. Um, Ceh, man, I don't know how to give me describe this. Ceh, sometimes he's just not. He's just not an Andy Reid back. I don't know. I don't know how you can really describe it. He just doesn't fit that system, in my opinion. But what do I know? There's talent to be had, but I agree. He he's not the right piece in that puzzle. Yeah, he just doesn't. He's just not shifty enough. He's not like Kareem. He's not Kareem Hunt. He's not like no. Jamal Charles. He's not that shiftiness. I mean, I think a guy like man, I'm trying to think of a guy that's like out there that would be pit, pit, that would fit perfect. Like I know Eckler mm. would fit perfect with that team. Mm. Um, that's true. I mean, obviously, Kamara would fit well. Um, I think Bell and his prime would have fit well. Oh, yeah. Bell and his prime 100% would have fit well. Uh, I'm just going through. Um, I'm trying to think, man. But there, I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying, though. It's like kind of yeah. a shifty kind of guy, um, kind of hard nose, like a cream hunt. But, anyways, I think they, sh- they should have kept cream hunt. But that's just my opinion. D Hop has looked, looked phenomenal. Phelan looked like he was didn't miss a beat either. Brandon Cooks. Marky Mark, man, he just had a terrible game. And then the Brandon Ayuk and the Ravens defense. Um, man. Let's hope he gets on the field. I think I don't even know if Ayuk can find the field again. I, if, if, that, if Christian Kirk could have put the numbers he did, if Logan Thomas is at least going to get more, a little bit of a check down look from Heineke, I feel like that's a bit of more upside. Uh, then Ayuk, if there's a, a, that sort of no call, no show again, KJ Hamler could also steal some touches from Tim Patrick. They like him a lot down there in Denver, but I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, we get better news on Ayuk being more fantasy relevant this week. Yeah, I think you. I think you have to. You, you cannot start him until you see more. So I think you bench. You bench Brandon Ayuk. I think you either play Christian Kirk or Logan Thomas. Stop being a homer. It's a total homer move for ASU fans. Oh, I forgot he's ASU. Mm. How about that? Um, and then the Co- Cobra Kylers, I feel like across the board, all of his matchups are such great matchups. They um, really are. They're all cakes, except for, um, oh, yeah, he's not starting. He's not starting uh, his favorite Mike Davis. Good. I know. Um, I think Najee's going to have a game against Las Vegas. Um, Henderson can have a great run against against. Indy, Detroit. I mean, Devontae Adams is going to have a freaking monster game um, against Detroit. I would probably start someone instead of Chenault. I don't buy into the whole Chenault with Trevor Lawrence behind center thing. I think something's pretty telling about that with how bad that offensive line is. But who are you going to start? I mean, who are you going to start over Chenault? We're going to start. They're going to start Marquise Brown. Brown. Oh, against Kansas City, they have a great uh, cornerback one. I know I know that sounds crazy for me to say, but they have a great cornerback one that's going to stop them. It, it's it's ugly. Uh, Deontay Harris seemed fantasy relevant. Um, one I catch. might rotate Jamar Chase into the Chenault's position and then move Mike Davis. Uh, nope, Tampa Bay defense can't do it. It's tough. I get it, but he, he uh, I don't know, man. You, you're you're gonna have to have fun of... with that. Good luck, Clark. It's that it's that flex spot that you're kind of right there. I think I'd still start start Chenault. I think I'd keep Chenault because they just Denver did lose a cornerback. Um, he's gonna so they're gonna have yeah. Sertain and then the other guy out there. Um, I think this is gonna be very very close. I think uh, Fletcher Cox pulls off the upset on Clark. If you want to be honest, that's Fletcher that's where. I'm, yes, he did upset me last week based on the projections. So 
that's where I'm leaning towards right now. I just feel like the top end talent of Fletcher Cox just has a higher a higher ceiling compared to the um, the great matchups for these for these uh, for the Cobra Kylers. Um, it's Kyler Murray, man. It's if Kyler Murray plays up, puts up another game like he did, forty points, thirty-five points, whatever the hell he put up, mm-hmm. forty-one points. It's going to be hard to beat this team. Um, if if Najee's the number one and Darnell Henderson or Darrell Henderson or whatever that <laughs> freaking name is, um, it just getting one hundred percent share. That's two. That's two RB. That's two at least two on RB one and RB two. So he's got he's got that he's got the top end talent Devonte Adams he's got the boomer bust with Tyler Lockett and then everything else kind of falls in line. Um, yep. He's setting up pretty well, Cobra Kyler, better than I thought. Um, definitely underestimated that team, but I feel like uh, I think Fletcher Cox is going to have a have a better match. It just has a better overall uh, ceiling with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, uh, who's been a touchdown machine. I think he scored fifteen. What was it they said? He scored in the last 16 games. Uh, uh, Adam Thielen scored 15 touchdowns. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what you expect out of a professional NFL football player of that caliber. So I mean, and you were getting a severe, severe discount on him. I mean, fifth, fifth round. I mean, you can't, you can't say no to that. You yeah, had 14. T- yeah, second, third round the last few years for sure. So I mean, 14 touchdowns last year. Uh, so 16 touchdowns. Yep. That's ridiculous. And that is pretty ridiculous. good. Pretty, pretty darn good. good. Um, week that's two, week two matchups. So that's kind of where we're at. I think, uh, we were pretty close with their matchups. Uh, Fletcher Cox upset. Well, thank you for call, nothing. I think I did call hmm. the, I called mostly everything else. Right. I think I don't remember. I don't really keep track of it. Cause it's really not relevant. It's fantasy football. Not yes. too much relevant. Um, I got my Daniel loses prediction correct. There, you, there you go. Oh, I, I did know. get, I did get the. Uh, I got, I said Tim was gonna beat Frank, and that didn't happen. Uh... Um, but overall, great week one. Um, great to have fans back in the stands. I think that that's gonna, ha- I think that's gonna have a, a different impact on the game. Um, when then having fake fake fans in the in the stands, um, or piped in crowd noise, I think we're going to see a little difference. See a lot of different. Uh, you're going to see some players not perform as well as they did last year, and you're going to see some players are going to perform better with fans. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. having fans makes a hundred percent difference. Uh, COVID is going to be a thing. Um, I hate to say it with fa- with when you have fans in the stands and you have that many people um, breathing. And someone may be sick, have the Delta variant, could it's cause a, a whole distinct possibility. Absolutely. Yep. So it's something to definitely keep monitoring. Um, I know the New Orleans Saints are going through that right now with. Uh, yep. Oh, um, yeah. Michael Thomas got it, and then six other coaches got it. But Thomas was already on the pup list, so it's kind of an insult to injury for him. Yeah. What does it really matter though? I mean, he's not going to be playing yeah. for another four weeks anyway. Nope. 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 All right. I mean, that's really all I got for this. On our week two um, of Inside the GFFL, um, for all you folks that are still listening on to this, um, if you want your voice to be on the podcast, please leave us a message. We would love to respond to you. We do like talking to ourselves and talking to each other, but we'd yeah. like to hear your input as well. Oh, yeah. Also, if you want to join the podcast one day, 
and join yes. us as a special guest. Yes. At any time, you could reach out to us. We'll let you know when we do our taping and see if it works for you in your scheduling needs. Yes. Um, we would love to have some uh, extra little bit to it. It's not. It's very easy. All you have to do is talk about fantasy football. Or, or just you know your opinions on fantasy football and, and football in general. Just one of those things. Um. Really, I got really nothing else. I mean, Alex, did we catch, is there anything that we missed? Uh, no, no, I don't think we have. Um, Dynasty doesn't matter, so we'll nope. move on. Well, we'll sign off. This is Matt, this the is Commish, Alex. the Mush. Yes. Thank you for listening to Inside the GFFL. Repros. We are professionals. We now have a voice message from one Harry Henderson flying even higher about the actions of the waiver wire. Hello. I'd like to thank everybody out there for their words of praise today regarding my pickup of Elijah Mitchell. I think the word genius is being tossed around a little bit too much, but then again, who am I to argue? In the end, Elijah is now the first $100 man in the GFFL. And Elijah will lead my team to the promised land. Thanks for joining Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcast. Subscribe for more glorious news, updates, and commentary. And we'll see you next time here at the Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcast.